Hello listeners and welcome to a long awaited and and next episode of Boardwars.eu, your podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. And so since I almost bungled the intro there, you know, you know, uh, we had a little bit of a hi- hiatus over the uh, w- basically the winter now because our last last episode was in early December. And just to fill you in, I actually wanted to release a, a Christmas episode, but it will probably go down in history as the miscalculation episode. I, I wanted to do something short for new players. Turned out to be three and a half hours long. Very complicated. Not not fun to listen to. So <laughs> I just threw, threw it out. And uh, was a little bit down on, on my luck then. Uh, was on holiday, was skiing, and we are back and talk about Imperial Assault again. And with we, usually I mean me, myself, and a few others. So I am Stefan, if you don't know. And with me today, again, as always, is uh, Pazi. Yeah, hello. I have been skating, from the great skating here APC. because it has been... Uh, Minus, How much below zero is it? it? Right now it's it's zero. It's raining now, but uh, it has oh. been a really nice uh, minus 10, minus uh, 20 degree uh, weeks. Uh, you know, for some of our listeners, if you say it's really nice, minus 10, minus 20 degrees, they might they might think you're crazy, right? So <laughs> especially the US guys, if you if they think it's Fahrenheit, but it's actually Celsius, so... <laughs> Yeah, and I um, I admit there has been a slightly uh, too much snow by this time because it's been snowing uh, almost every day for the last two or three weeks. So, so yeah. there is a so lot of I was, snow. Like I said, I was skiing in Austria in the Alps and we had so much snow that the drive up to the, the house we were staying, we had to shovel it out one day after coming, coming back from skiing. It was like 30 or 40 meters and it was under almost a meter of snow. Just over the day, I mean, it was very light snow because it was very fresh. But still, you have to shovel out like like multiple meters of this snow. It was a bit crazy, and of course, you can't get anywhere without um, without chains on the on your tires. Uh, but it was a very nice holiday, so all good there. It was very white, of course. So, uh, and uh, we also are joined today by Isaac from the UK. Hello, so, Isaac, hello. what's going on in the UK right now? Uh, well, Outside the political stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not bore the listeners with two hours of that. Um, uh, well, we did have, well, in London at least, we had an entire day of snow, so that was pretty nice. Um, it snowed in the UK? Not just the UK, What's in the, London. In London, Yeah, that's, the that's constant crazy, train yeah. decided to crystallize for a day. Um, but yeah, um, that was actually pretty nice. Uh, turned the cityscape into a slush for a day. Which was, you know, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, depending on no, how you want to look at it, good or bad. In Vienna, it doesn't stay white for long. It's basically black after two minutes or so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the color wasn't too bad. It, um, you know, definitely was white for a while, but eventually just became ice. I almost broke my neck twice just walking, taking a forty-five minute walk. Um, okay, you're not used to this stuff, right? <laughs> it, it, do they do they actually salt or or? Uh, Throw sand on the on the sidewalk so people don't get hurt. Uh, I nah, not really. Um, they uh, they okay. most likely do it on the roads. Um, I obviously I don't know, but um, yeah. from where I've walked, there's definitely been a lot of ice. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Okay, 
So we are back. Uh, uh, Alistair is actually today, I think he is introducing some of his friends to the, uh, to, uh, what's it called? Legends of the Alliance to the app campaign. I think they're playing the new app campaign, which we will talk about in a second. And Jeppe, since we're not recording on a usual Thursday, Jeppe would have been available, but he already had plans for today. And he's also playing something, but it's not Imperial Sound, I think. He's playing something different today. Uh, no matter, we are free again, and that's enough for a good show. So let's get into the news. And we have, since we took a long break now, it's been like two months already. So almost two months. Uh, we have a lot, actually not a lot, we had a, at least a little bit of news, official news this time. And the first is that we have new tournament rules that are going to be in effect, or that are already in effect since a few days. I think February the 4th, and we have the 8th now. And basically the new tournament rules are just that uh, they rotate out, uh, what's it called, Moss Eisley back Alice, and rotate in uh, Lothal Wastes from the new Lothal, uh, Tyrants of Lothal expansion, of course. You need the tiles from there. They want you to buy the stuff, so you have to play on the new map. Um, and there is also something in the rules clarification later on where you uh, will want to listen to because it has some sort of terrain that you need to take care of when you play. It's a little, little bit complicated, but we'll talk about it when we get to our rules clarification part. Then, second news. Uh, like I already said, uh, Alistair is already playing it today, but Return to Hoth has been added to the Imperial Assault app on Steam and on the on all of the Android store and the, the iOS store. And you can play it now, so the app now officially features three campaigns. You need for the base campaign, you only need the core, core set, and for the, um, for the Jabba's Realm campaign, you of course need Jabba's Realm expansion, and for the Return to Hoth campaign, you of course need the Return to Hoth expansion. Yeah, and uh, so there's not much to say about the, the update itself, I think. Uh, it says that they added a new, new um, campaign, of course, and they also said reworked activation instructions for the following Imperial groups. Imperial Officer, Probe Droid, Snow Troopers, which they are new, so I don't know why it says that they reworked it, and Wing Guards. Um, I mean, you still... That's actually true. You could use them before if you check the box for Return to Hearth, so they might have reworked it. That's true. And they also uh, had something in there which says simplify the preferred targets in the app. Uh, targets the app chooses for enemy activations. So it should be a little bit a little bit easier to play now and a little bit more clearer clearer what the what the app wants from you, which figure it wants to target and whatnot. So that's uh, the news about the app. Uh, we also have something. Uh, why don't we we have Isaac talk about the next next part? All right. Um, <clears throat> so FFG just recently came out with an article uh, discussing the future of organized play in Fantasy Flight games. Um, long story short, in it, um, Alex Watkins, um, who's been you know running a lot of large tournaments in Europe at least, he might have been doing it in the US as well, but I'm not sure. Um, but he is now the global director of organized play for Asmodee North America, uh, and essentially. Um, in this article, um, he not only brings up some game changes, which I will bring up in a second, um, but also he doesn't exactly directly apologize for the lack of communication, but he does identify that the that there was a lack of communication throughout 2018, not announcing worlds until way too soon before the deadline and stuff like that. 
Um, so essentially, he says that FFG is going to start having um, some uh, just some better communication from from now on, which um, is always good. Uh, additionally, he brought up that the World Championships uh, from 2019 onwards, all of the to, um, uh, the World Championship games will be by invite only. Um, so, uh, just a just a quick aside there. Mm-hmm. When they say invite only, this means you have to qualify through the local and uh, regional tournaments, and then you get through these wins, you get invites, and with these invites, you can attend the uh, the, glo- the 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 world tournament, right? So it's similar to how it works before, just that the open part where you can just go to the event, register there, and play in the world tournament. This just falls out, right? Precisely. Um, and <clears throat> they are also um, lowering the standards needed to get, to get into the um, to get a reserved seat. Uh, so previously, um, uh, to, or from this year, um, for example, um, to get to the World Championships, you had to either win a regional, get top two at nationals, uh, top four at a continentals, or you know be a, an already a, um, a world champion winner, also an SCT. Um, but now they've actually now that um, people can't just sign up because they feel like it, um, they are now lowering the standards. So it's going to going to be top four from every re- regional championships. Uh, oh no, actually, uh, my bad. Uh, top four from every national championships. Only the winner from the European, uh, yeah, from the regional championships. Uh, top four from the nationals, and then top eight from the um, European and North American championships. Um, so. The the thing is, isn't this a, an organizational nightmare? Because previously you could fill up the tournament to be of a decent size by people just attending uh, or just going to the event anyway. Right now, to qualify there, you have to play into a tournament in another country or continent, then get a spot res- reserved and potentially have a... Tr- have a have a plane ticket to the US and accommodation like three or four months into the future because you can qualify for the for worlds. I think you can qualify for four months in advance. It's probably the, the closest they have to uh, to the event. So that that sounds like players qualifying at lo- let's say it like this. A lot less players will play in these tournaments. At least that's what I figure because you cannot just go there and play there. And the people qualifying might not all go there, so it, the, the overall tournament size will be much smaller yeah, than we know, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we, we already—I don't <coughs> expect more than thirty-two players this year. No, is it is it this year too, or is it just next year? And um, it's it's uh, it's from twenty twenty. Um, uh, so essentially, oh, so it's from t- okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <coughs> um, from twenty nineteen. Uh, what they do, what they're doing for this World Championships coming up in a few months is that they have forty to, uh, forty seats, which are for reserved players, yeah. and then forty open seats, bringing the total to eighty seats at the World Championships. Yeah. And that's just for Imperial Assault. I don't know what these numbers are for the other games, but I mean, it is pretty ridiculous considering the fact that I mean, Imperial Assault had what we had sixty uh, players in in Europe, right? So yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And and they eighty have, seems and, seems not enough. Yeah. But. It's uh, at the World Championships 2018. We had 126 players or something like that. Yeah. And it's like I don't get what they would why they would cut over 40 of yeah. those seats. I, I mean, if they if they if they stick to this to this format for next year, like I said, for Imperial Assault, I can't see more than 32 players attending, right? No, no. Uh, same. Here. That's yeah. 
It's, it's a bummer, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, anything else in the article that's mentioned uh, Northworthy? Uh, yes. Um, they are going to be changing the name of a lot of the tournaments. So <clears throat> previously we've had store championships going on, regional championships going on, nationals going on, continental going on, worlds. Uh, three of the, uh, or some of those names have now been switched up. So now we have store championships. Um, they will say the same. Regional championships are being replaced by prime championships, but it's going to function the exact same way. Uh, then national championships will be renamed into a grand championship. Um, again, it's still going to be once per uh, country, although they do say once per nation or territory, which is interesting that they would say or territory, which might entail that America is going to get several if they have one East Coast and one West Coast. Uh, yeah, that might be, yeah. Uh, is an option. Um, but I mean, in Europe, we can safely assume that it's still going to be one pair. Um, yeah, it will be one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, then continental championships are the same and world championships as well. Um, and also the, um, the symbols for all of these tournaments, um, are switched up as well. So, um, again, there will be a link to this article in the show notes if you want to give a full read through. Um, but yeah, so it would appear that the trophies are going to look a little bit different, which is, I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. The same mm -hmm. trophies for a good three years now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's the future of organized play in fantasy flight uh, games. Uh, but we also have something future for organized play in Imperial Assault. And since this is also uh, more Isaac's ex expertise, why don't you just continue with what's going on on Vassal in the future? Alrighty. Um, so essentially, um, the other main... Oh, one of the other main uh, Imperial Assault podcasts, Science Finest, <clears throat> uh, they are hosting a Vassal tournament on the 9th of March. Essentially, it's going to be a regional championship style. I mean, it's obviously not going to be a regional championships just because regional refers to within a region, whereas this is going to be international. Um, but they're, they're holding it like a regional. There will not be any official regional prizes. Um, there's um, essentially, Zion's Finest will be organizing their own prizes. Um, Sweet alt-art cards. Yes, exactly. Um, they have Sabine, which is looking really, really nice for participation, for a $5 participation fee. Um, you do have to play all the games um, uh, to be able to to get the card. If you just play one or two and then drop, you won't be getting a card, just because you're, you're messing with so many people's strength schedule. Um, but yeah, the, the deadline to uh, apply... I can't recall the exact date, but it was either the 14th or 16th or something along those lines of February. Um, so, it, so it will be in a few days after this podcast releases. Exactly. Um, so yeah, um, you're definitely going to want to try and sign up as soon as possible. Uh, to sign up, you will need to be in Zion's Fine Slack channel. Um, if you don't know how to do that, um, you can let one of us know. If you're on the Board Wars Discord, um, we can invite you onto there. Otherwise, you could send an email to zionsfinestia.gmail.com and there they'll be able to invite you directly. Um, but yeah, deadline in not too long. So yeah, make sure you get onto the Slack if you <clears throat> if you want to take part in the regional. Um, uh, I won't be attending due to other commitments, but um, they are looking at uh, definitely a good standard of players and a good number of players too. So regardless if you're a casual player or competitive, it's going to be a good time. Okay, so get on and re register there. Uh, I also drop will drop the the link to the to the channel to the Slack channel in the show notes. So you just click on there, create a Slack account if you don't have it already, 
and log in and you should be landing in the channel there and can ask where to register which i it should be it should be a channel there where you just say hey i want to want to attend and here's my list and whatnot um okay and the last bit of news is that the uk national championships date and locations have been announced uh isaac wrote that it's at the nec event in early june what does early june actually mean it don't don't you have a fixed date already um <clears throat> or do you? Um, there's definitely a fixed date. I just um, I'm not sure of the exact date, but essentially, um, uh, the the UK Nationals will take place at the UK Games Expo, where the Europeans usually is, and that'll be over the essentially the last weekend of May. So it's going to be the 31st or 30th yeah, it's, of uh, May, and then see. the first or second of June. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm just not exact. Um, quite sure, and which if it uh, whether the IA Nationals is going to be. On a Friday to Saturday or Saturday to Sunday. I th I'm guessing it's going to be Friday to Saturday with how they've done previous years. But yeah, so it's, yeah. so if you're um, if you're in the UK, um, definitely head on over there. Yeah. We are limited at a very small amount of seats. Um, I will put out with some alarm. So <clears throat> yeah, if if you so it's not like the sixty or seventy seats we had for Imperial Assault last year. No, no, it's it's actually much smaller. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, do you know where the European Championships are this year? Uh, it's going to be in Poland. That's essentially all I know, unfortunately. Oh, they haven't announced it yet, right? No, um, but, but presumably it's going to be sometime <laughs> in, uh, you know, um, most likely uh, something. Yeah, shouldn't it be before Worlds? It, it was before Worlds. No, it was last. No, sorry, it's Worlds before all of this, right? So yes, 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 it's yes, yes. just it's before it's Worlds, and then you have uh, UK Nationals, and then somewhere later than that, you have uh, European Championships, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, essentially, they're, okay. they're, they're flipping it now, um, just because UK Games Expo is the best time for uh, the UK Nationals to take place. Which honestly, I'm very thankful for because I'm, I I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it if it was going to be in August as usual. Um, but now it looks like I might miss yeah. the Europeans, but still make nationals, which is going to be nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I just you can still go there if you're not if you're not from the UK. But... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, the more place the merrier. But uh, again, I would advise signing up as soon as possible. Um, again, the NEC is a convention center in in Birmingham. Um, <clears throat> so if you're local to there, even not local, it shouldn't be too hard to get over there. Um, but yeah, the limit for tickets is thirty-two, so it's it's that's that's not a lot of tickets. So that's not a lot. No, yeah, I mean, really I, not a lot. yeah, I mean, the UK Nationals had 24, 25 players last year, um, but still, I mean, only giving. I mean, a it's seven, a, it's a it's another larger event right now, so it, yeah, yeah, exactly. There might be more players, right? Yeah, so. and and it is going to be on a Friday, um, so it's going to be Friday the. Not sure whether Friday is the thirtieth or thirty-first of it, May. It's the thirtieth. First, I think. Wait, it's the thirty-first of May. Yeah, Friday is the thirty-first of May. All right. Yeah. And Saturday is the first of June. So these are these are probably the two days where they will play Imperial Assault. There. Yes, exactly. So it's late late May, early June when this will be hitting. Precisely. Yeah. Um, tickets are priced at fourteen pounds. Um, yeah. Um, so, but, but, it's probably the same as la like last year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but even if yeah. you're not in the UK, um, this is a good sign as it shows pretty clearly that we at least are having nationals. Um, yeah, <laughs> at least we have like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was probably a pretty good bet that we were going to have them, but still, it, it does. It always does feel good to just know for sure. Okay, that's that's all very fine. Um, and since uh, this is the end of the news, 
we will head over to our other uh, topics for this week or for this episode actually. So in Community Watch, there's not a lot, a lot to say about. Uh, if you're following Discord and the Slack channel, you basically know everything. So there's not much to see here. The only thing I want to highlight there is that, of course, you should listen to uh, Science Finest. Um, this is Science Finest at uh, .potbean.com, I think, or Science Science Finest IA .potbean.com. And you should listen to Twin Troopers, which is Jake Peterson and um, his his guys. Uh, with his, his episodes about uh, single deployment cards. Last one was about Hondo, I think. It was very good to listen to. And uh, Brad Kelly wrote a new article on his site rollfordamage.com uh, where he talks about the current Imperial Assault meta and what he sees is dominant right now. Spoiler alert, it's probably focused on Spectre Cell, but more about that later. Um, so if you new to the game and want to know what's going on in the in the meta game and what lists are currently being played and what is strong and what is weak you should head over to the show notes click on the state of the meta early 2019 link and you should land on brad's page and there is a lot to read about uh what's going on right now okay this is community watch uh next up we have rules clarification this actually has two very important parts uh, the first is probably the one many people are waiting for uh, Pazi, uh, since uh, you are our local rules expert, why don't you go over what's going on with <laughs> Im Im Impassable? No, it's not Impassable, it's what? what? It's, block it's Blocking, blocking terrain, terrain, right? Blocking Terrain, yeah. What's yeah. going on with Blocking Terrain? Well, uh, the designers have added one little change to the uh, rules for Blocking Terrain. Uh, the change is if a Blocking Terrain space is surrounded uh, from all sides by other blocking terrain spaces, then you ignore those other spaces. So this uh, actually happens uh, in the Tyrants of Flot uh, tile uh, that is uh, called the Spire, where there is a, this plus-shaped uh, area of blocking terrain where jet troopers or... or um, now tell me... Uh, they, they can hide in this uh, center space, or they used to hide, be able to hide, and then come out and shoot and then go back. But uh, now, because yeah, the, center the, space, the center space is no yeah, longer hidden. Yeah, the center space was blocked on all of four, all of the four sides by, again, by blocking terrain, making a plus shape. So you could not target any hovering, let's say hovering, um, uh, hovering unit that was hovering in the center of the of this spire uh, if you're not right if you're not mobile yourself and stood right next to it i think you can you could ex you could attack it then but outside of that you couldn't attack it and this has changed now yeah and uh, there is a very nice uh, picture in the ffg forums there is this official rules clarification or rules thread that uh, has these yeah. uh, major rulings and uh, uh, rule changes in them. So there's a picture of Han shooting a chat trooper, and this is exactly what uh, what you can do now. Usually, when you are playing, especially when you are playing Spectre Cell on this against Spectre Cell on this map, what the Spectre Cell player usually does is that he's putting Sabine on this spire, and you have a hard time actually defeating her at all, and she can just pop out for two spaces, shoot, and throw a grenade and pop in again. 
this was very this was a very strong tactic because from this spire you can reach or you can see to uh, both terminals you can see about half of the map uh, Sabine has a good range so she was still a threat up there and she was basically invincible so you didn't have to think about where to position her <laughs> it, this was a bad situation of course but now you can just use any ranged figure and if it can see the spire it basically can attack the the figure hovering above it so Sabine is no longer safe up there and this makes it a little bit more bearable to play against Spectre Cell. Even though Spectre Cell is still a problem, but not because Sabine is basically invincible now. And of course you can use uh, melee attack with reach to attack the center space sure. now. Sure. If you have reach, then it's it's pretty easy to hit it. it you don't have to actually... It, I mean, you need to, to have reach or mobile to actually get in there because it not only is this a plus shape of um, blocking terrain, it also has like a and not three by three square of Im Im impassable terrain around it. So you cannot even go in the sides of the plus and hack into the middle with your uh, me melee attacks. You have to actually... Uh, yeah, you, you, can, you, you cannot go in there. You, you had to have mobile, like Ahsoka could get in, go in there with her jump or so. But uh, right now you just have to, if you have uh, ranged, or if you have reach, you can just stand anywhere on this on this 3x3 three three block and just attack the, the figure in the middle. Should be fine now. And this was sorely needed, I think. That's that's a very good change. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, Spectacell already for some people isn't that fun to play against. I mean, of course, that is debatable and just different opinions from people to people. But I mean, say what you will about Spectacell, whether it's a good list or not, um, that spire was ridiculous for them. <clears throat> and I mean, I've seen arguments yeah. where, oh, but it's just one figure... It doesn't matter if it's just one figure, you can't kill that one figure. If Sabine cannot be killed and then she's still putting that much pressure on your opponent's terminal, it's it's just ridiculous. And then, then yeah. she gets yeah. rebel graffiti. Hmm. <laughs> That's especially bad because usually to get rid of rebel graffiti, you either have to kill Sabine or you have to play negation on rebel graffiti, which in which then you cannot use against take initiative again, which is also bad. So uh it was, it was just bad all around. It was just too bad to be ignored. Absolutely. But it's fixed now. Sabine is, is very much targeted. And I think uh, with <laughs> with Isaac's list, Sabine is actually pretty much in trouble up there. So <laughs> probably not going to stand up there. <laughs> um, we will hear about, maybe about what he thinks about this in, uh, in the game discussion when we talk about tournaments. But for right now, this is the rules clarification on the Lothal Spire. And there has been another rules clarification, which is when does a skirmish game actually end? And this has also been a, a party. Remind me, has this been has this been confirmed on the forums too? Yes, and I think uh, as as far as I know, it has been ruled this way already. But uh, okay. now it's uh, officially answered uh, as a rule question. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So uh, a skirmish game and uh, a skirmish game ends as soon as one of the players reaches 40 victory points and the player with the most victory points wins, of course. Uh, and as soon as should be interpreted as immediately. Uh, mission rules can give victory points simultaneously to multiple players, but you also have ways to, uh, in your opponent's activation, to your, you yourself score victory points. For example, um, Pazi noted down here, Dying Lunge, Self-Destruct or Parting Shot can all defeat enemy figures during their own activations and not be de defeated themselves during this attack or 
when this attack is still resolving. So with a dying lunge, self-destruct or parting shot, you can defeat an enemy figure, get to 40 points before your own figure dies, because it's still wrapped within the, the, the attack the figure actually would die in, and win the match if you're hitting the 40 threshold with that. And I think this also means that if you can... Um, uh, there's a there's a scenario probably no one thought about. Um, uh, opportunists. Is this the card where you can move when a when a mercenary figure shoots? I think right. When a mercenary figure attacks, you get movement points or something like uh, that. It's when uh, essentially when a I think friendly figure suffers damage. Or no, oh, when a friendly or, figure or suffers damage. Or hostile figure okay. with something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually there would actually be another question if you use this to return uh, an objective to. To a point where you score victory points, you get 40 victory points with that. Um, what triggers first? The, the unit dying because it suffers damage? Does it suffer the damage all around? Is defeated and then you get your move? Or do you get your move before the figure is dead? Now we need the uh, 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 exact wording of the... Uh, op immediately, right? No, opportunist. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, bringing it up oh, now. Wait. wait, I have it. Uh, Use after a hostile figure suffers damage, you gain three movement so points. So after hostile figure suffers damage, you gain three movement points. Yeah. So, so depending on how how this actually shakes out, you can. Uh, because it's after. You can use this. Because yeah. it's after. After, yeah, then it yeah. doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. But there might be other ways to actually gain movement points during your opponent's activation. So just keep an eye out of this uh, for for this and uh, talk to your tournament. Um, organizers how they actually want to want to play this because it's even though it has been clarified to be immediately you need to take care of any timing uh conflicts if they happen right so but it's 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 probably a much more clearer situation than before i mean it has been ruled as this for for a while now but um it's been officially clarified for that now okay that was rules clarification short and sweet quick uh, which leaves us ample time for our next and probably largest segment, game discussion. This will be again uh, Isaac's territory here. He's the. I mean, I also I also played a little bit of Imperial Assault in my uh, absence. I did play a bit of uh, the Tyrants of Lothal campaign, and I did play. I didn't play, but I watched a skirmish game, a live game, uh, between two of my friends. One with Spectre Cell, the other with uh, what did he play? I, I built some sort of. Uh, IG-88 lists with Hondo, I think, and Weakways. Uh, it was interesting to watch, but Spectacle won. So, nothing nothing to report there. So I'll head, head it over to uh, Isaac, and he will talk about how he fared at the UK tournaments since we last spoke in the last few weeks. Yes, so... Yes, yeah, so essentially, since, uh, since our last episode, we've had three more regional championships in the UK with two more coming up just this weekend, um, uh, which is tomorrow now, uh, one day of recording, uh, and then followed by one final one in next weekend. Um, so of the, th uh, of the three ones um, uh, previously, um, <clears throat> I only actually went to one of them, um, but thanks to Zion's Finest Organized Play Results sheet, uh, which you can find on the Slack channel, um, we... Um, I do have the winners of the other regionals, which we could bring up just real quick. So, essentially, um, January 12th, um, then we had a regional in Hockley with eight players. 
the winner being Tom with Sabine Scum. Um, Sabine Scum? Yes. Not Spectacell? No, Spectacell actually did not win. Um, and was it was it there yes, or, yes, yes, or yes, did yes. no one play uh, it? Or? Spectacell was okay, actually was there. there. I think Spectacell made three or two of the top four there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe both Alistair and Luke ran uh, Spectacell um, and made top four with it. Um, but yeah, Tom managed to pull it home with his Sabine Scum. Uh, I'm not sure what the exact list was, but I'm assuming it's mercenary list with Sabine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, prob- it's probably, probably Sabine with, Hondo. with Hondo and yeah, and victory point manipulation with Rebel Graffiti and all of the good stuff you can get. Very possible. Um, so yeah, again, um, eighth, uh, eight players, twelfth of January. Didn't go. I didn't actually go to that one. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom is a good friend of mine, so glad to see that he managed to take it home. Uh, then January 26th, we had a regional as well. Um, that was down in Crediton, which is pretty south. Um, and we also, we also had eight players there, and that's the one I did go to. Um, <coughs> uh, going in, uh, some, of, some of the players were unsure what they wanted to run. Essentially, they, had, they brought one list, which was a list which was competitive, but they enjoyed. And then they also brought Spec to Sell, and they... And basically, they said to themselves that if just one other person brings Spectacell, I will run Spectacell and we'll just have a regional that way. But th- isn't isn't this, this called mutually assured destruction? Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so essentially, uh, we got the regional, but then those three players they just you know had a, had a I suppose a bit of a Mexican standoff moment, and just you know if uh, if you play Spect, I will, and. Um, but then they all agreed not to run Spectre, so we actually had a Spectre-free regional, which, I mean, for everyone there, it, it was really, really nice. Um, but we had eight players, and I actually did manage to take that one home uh, with a, a different Han Rangers build, but still very Han Rangers. Um, the last regional I won was with uh, Han Rangers, uh, Double Smuggler, and High Command. But <clears throat> essentially, I changed that out for a nine-act Han Rangers with three smugglers. So uh, the nine activations against the lists you played is probably very good because you always have the activation advantage, right? Absolutely. Or most of the time. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I didn't go up against Spectre obviously, because there was no Spectre there. But, I mean, there were definitely some games where I was against eight-act lists, and it's like, okay, Han wants last acts. Every game. All the time. Yeah. I'm just guaranteeing that, because there's, there's almost no other list that's going to run nine acts. Uh, also, I think, I think with the Smugglers, you have a Good leg up on Moss Eisley and on Tarkin, right? Yes, and uh, I, when I start the battle reports, I, I will get into those games. Um, yeah, okay. but yeah, just wrapping it up real quick. Um, lastly, we did have another regional uh, last weekend, February 2nd, in Eversham, the UK. Then there were 12 players, so a little larger than the previous two regionals. And the winner there was Enurin, and he did run Spectre. So <clears throat> that is the first regional in the UK. Um, to be won by Spectre. It was a doubt Spectre list, and uh, again, this is not one that I attended, but um, apparently there was a Spectre mirror in the finals. <laughs> Such surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so that's all of the big tournaments in the UK um, uh, in the last few weeks. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I suppose I'll jump into the um, regional in Crediton. Sure, yeah. So you didn't, in your uh, regional um, experience, you, you haven't faced Spectre Cell at all, right? Oh, no, I definitely have. Um, 
the uh, oh, you have. the uh, regional that was uh, the first of December last year, which I also event- eventually managed to win. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. My round four matchup okay. was back to sell. My top four matchup was back to sell, and my finals matchup was back to sell. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely have, have gone up against my fair share of spectacle. Um but in this in this specific tournament, um, no, there was to spectacle. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, we had eight players. Um, I believe we had two locals, and then the other six were people who had travelled in. Uh, I myself was there. Alistair was there. Um, this one was in uh, Richard's area, but he uh, he wasn't able to attend, unfortunately. Um, Yes, so we had eight players, um, all of them really good players, so so it was um, definitely a good competitor regional. But um, yeah, round one, I decided to play my bye, just because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to um, attend any other regionals, and I thought might as well play it now. Um, Luckily, and so we didn't screw anyone with a bye, um, another player also played his bye. Um, and then during round one, uh, together we um, both nar- narrated the stream for game one because uh, Curtain Games, which is the game store which hosted the regional, uh, they always stream their tournaments. Um, so uh, Sam and I got the opportunity to. Oh, no, no, actually, that wasn't Sam. Uh, Dan and I, uh, we both got the opportunity, opportunity to um, uh, spectate and narrate the first game. And uh, that was definitely, definitely oh. a lot of fun. It was, um, I believe, Vader, Palp Inquisitor versus. Luke Spies. Uh, Luke Spies managed to take it home, but it was definitely um, a very entertaining game. Um, with uh, it's not Spectre Cell, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any games is uh, you know entertaining when Spectre Cell's not there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at least it's it's refreshing. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all felt it. I mean, some of us, you know, liked Spectre Cell as a list. Some of us didn't. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and uh, but we all came away with an interesting feeling about how j- just how um, the just how Spectre has this impact on the game. I mean, every time we lost, n- no one was salty. I mean, we we had some pretty salty players there uh, who are known for being salty, but but like no one was that at all. While when they lost a tournament or anything, which was you know really, okay. really refreshing and good. Um, uh, so yeah, then going into round two, I was one and zero thanks to the bye. And I went up against one of my good friends, Triss Hurley, and uh, he was running uh, a Tricata Sabine Han list. A very interesting list. He actually uh, texted me a few days before the event and wanted me to uh, pull together the list for him. Um, <coughs> so, so I did kind of know what was in the list, the command deck and everything. Not that it mattered much. Um, we were playing on um, Rogue... Uh, Mos, uh, not Mos Eisley. Uh, Tarkin Rogue AI. Um... Which, yep. you know, Triple Smugglers definitely has an advantage on versus his one smuggler. Um, and essentially, what the game came down to was round one, or rather, so essentially, I started with initiative and had the um, treehouse side. And essentially, the game ended pretty quickly. As in round one, I killed. In round one? I mean, the, the, the game didn't end round one, but it was. Okay. Almost determined. <laughs> I was afraid for a moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was almost determined round one. Um, but yeah, what happened was that uh, round one, I killed Drakata and also put some damage on Sabine. Then, at the beginning of next round, I called the Vanguard to kill Sabine. So, yeah, so yeah bad, beginning yeah. of round two, I have killed three of his big, uh, two of his three big hitters. So he, only, he it's basically Han and support versus the world. And you still have your 
Did you still have your smugglers? Oh yeah, I, I didn't lose a single smuggler. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I might have lost <laughs> a smuggler. <laughs> okay, that, but yeah, but two smugglers is still yeah, enough yeah. to to rake in oh, points. Yeah. And, and here's the funny thing: I got to forty points, but those two figures were the only figures I killed. So, so you can guess how the AI went okay. um, yeah. over the over the yeah. course of the next yeah. two rounds. Oh, I basically almost did never yeah. took a single shot. I mean, Hera played on the lamb and still died to Han's shot, but she just decided to pick up um, to you know pick up a, uh, an AI just uh, whilst whilst running and dying, just because I was so far ahead on points. And yeah, uh, at the beginning of round three, I think uh, I managed to get to forty points, which you know p- putting it into perspective is. You know, um, Tricata and Sabine together, that's what, 16 points? So we've got 24 points of objectives. I, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, I was very, very lucky with the AI drops. He only went to the blue um, into the, the hangar once, and there he actually picked it up so that it flew straight back into my hands. And But after that, it just constantly dinged between red, green, and yellow, which was very lucky for me. And yep, yeah, so that was a win. 2 0. Uh, yeah. going into round three and round three um now i hope i don't i'm not seeing these games as out of order but i'm pretty sure that round three uh i was up against dan parker um now dan parker is <clears throat> he's one of the lo- uh, he's one of the locals from the area and he was running a I'm trying to think what the list was it was some sort of i um not ig um, but it was scum hunters so he had weekways he had ona he had hondo i don't think he had greedo um but he had some figures like that and he had either seven or eight acts but um it, he did have java as well so did did he have java and c3po or just java <sighs> that's a good question um okay it doesn't isn't yeah, really um, i mean with, with the regional being two week two weeks ago um, i my memory is a little fuzzy, um, but but I th- I'm pretty sure he had three PO, but I can't say for certain. Uh, he also did have Sabine, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So, <clears throat> so so this mission was on or this game I should say, uh, this was on uh, Moss Isley, and it was the Control Crates yep. mission. Um, and you know, with my triple smugglers, I would have loved to pick up crates, um, but um, obviously. That would have been just incredibly good luck. Um, but yeah, um, con- Control Crates is still definitely a good map for my list, even though he does have some nice range shots. Um, so I had the interior side, he had the exterior sides. He did have Devious Scheme, which is very interesting, because that card has kind of fallen out of uh, favor nowadays. But uh, it was definitely interesting to see it across the board again. Um, so round one, we were just, you know, <coughs> ginning up the usual, um, holding a couple of crates here and there. Round two is obviously uh, when uh, everything started to happen. Uh, I believe end of round one, uh, Han ran down to take an end round shot at Java or something. Um, just because, yeah, and just because um, with how the deployment zone is oriented, Java doesn't have a safe spot in the bottom zone, so Han could run out into the cantina area and then have clear line of sight for the door. Okay, I just yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean uh, Java. It, Java it, is it, it just it, it just sounds a little bit weird, right? You have Java usually sitting in the deployment zone, and end of round one, Hans somehow shoots a Java. Wait, what? Sounds weird. Yeah, you have to admit it sounds <coughs> oh, weird, oh, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, Han like moved five spaces and was able to take the shot from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, from there. Um, going into round two, he had a pretty big swing opportunity. Uh, his Sabine had moved up to my terminal area, 
um, basically into almost a clear line of sight of one of my smugglers. And what Sabine did was that she played... Uh, what was it again? Uh, got it on, on the tip of my tongue. Um, price on the heads on the smuggler. And that's pretty scary. Pro uh, wait, primary target or price, price on, on the, the heads? heads. Um, so essentially what prices on their heads is, is that it's hunter only, special action, uh, choose, uh, choose an opponent. Yeah, it's, it, it's a special action, place this card on a hostile deployment card, when the last figure in the group is defeated, gain an additional four victory points. It's like, it's like celebration, but, uh, it costs one, one point, and you have to sacrifice the special action with a hunter. It's actually not that good, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's four, four additional points. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. with Java, he usually has um, some actions to do that. But I mean, with his positioning of Sabine, yeah. uh, he was able to do that. Yeah, so Sabine played that on the smuggler. And let's just remember that he has Java as well. So if he kills the smuggler, that's him getting seven points for a smuggler, which is... Yeah, yeah sounds good. I mean... That, sounds fair. No, no. That's 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 no. right. Yeah, I, I think that's no, okay. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he shot him. And he did low roll only doing two damage. But then he said, oh. With Sabine against the yeah. smuggler. Just remember, this is not Spectre okay. Cell Sabine. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. yeah. I think fine. I rolled block surge block and he rolled three damage one surge. So, so, I mean, he had an average roll and I had a good roll, which resulted in two damage. But here's the big swing. Is that so my smuggler was left on one health and he was going to throw a grenade. But after the attack resolves, the smuggler gains two movement points. Yes, and you can run exactly. Around, so he ran so. away out of line of sight for the out of range for the grenade, and that was massive because if See, he had grenaded that, first, that's he would have killed. Yeah, that's what I want to <laughs> exactly. say. You don't you don't need to be greedy with this, right? You for what? I I mean, I don't know the board state, right? There might have been a better target for the grenade. Um, but no, I I think he might have thrown it okay, at R two. Then it's just yeah. Um, I, I, it's just greedy. No, um, no, it wasn't really greedy. It was just that he forgot that um, the smuggler moves away after being attacked. Okay. Um, yeah. And know. that was massive because you know the smuggler then activated when when I felt that the smuggler was in danger, he then activated to double move around the corner into my deployment zone where no one shot at him. So that was you yeah know, a seven point bad yeah. roll, seven point mistake. And considering the final score, it was pretty massive. Yeah, that's... Uh, it sounds so infuriating. But go ahead. I, I, I mean, it must I, have been. For me, it was pretty... You know, I, I was pretty happy with that. But I, I, I can I only imagine how annoying that must be. So yeah, uh, from there, uh, we took some shots. Uh, I might have lost... Uh, I don't think I lost a Ranger. Um, but, but anyhow, a couple of shots were made. Ona rushed in... <coughs> and uh, shot some people, the rangers, and Han started poking him as well. Um, but endgame, um, we were, I had lost a couple of rangers, and he had lost a couple of models as well. On the lamb had been played. Uh, either had been played or was still in his deck. But essentially, what it came down to, he was, um, this was endgame. Uh, I'm not sure which, which round this was, but Han was dead. So he was, you know, up on points. I think he had 39 points or something along those lines. No, no, no. It, yeah, it, I don't think it was 39. Um, but it, he, he had more points than me. Like three points more or something. And I think the game was going to time. I'm pretty sure. Um, so essentially he was going to win. But I had one way to pull out the win. And that was that my arranger had to move four 
and shoot his weak way without rerolls, and I was focused and I had to one-shot him. Which, you know, is definitely not easy. I did have heightened in hand, so... Oh, that sounds... Yeah. I did have heightened in hand. Hera was dead, so no buff from there, and I had no offensive card other than heightens. So I knew that I could deal with his defense die. I just had to see six damage on the dice. And yep. it came down to that, and I did manage to get the damage through, which killed the weak way for my win. So that... Yeah, wow. and I think this, the final score was... Uh, again, the regional was was uh, a while ago, so I don't remember the exact details, but essentially that, that made me win. And if he had just thrown the grenade before before shooting the smuggler, because that smuggler never saw the light of day again, because he just stayed around the corner and no one was able to shoot him. Because as soon as he, wa- yeah. because as soon as he was around the corner, I knew that I had to kill Sabine. Because Sabine could just double move and throw a grenade at him, and that would be seven points. So Sabine was after that my biggest target, which cost me a couple of ranges. But I would rather lose, you know, some ranges and kill Sabine rather than Sabine without any repercussions killing my smuggler and get, getting him seven points. Um, yeah. <coughs> so yeah, only just managed to scrape through that win with uh, the skin of my teeth. So yeah, three and zero. Going on to round four, and uh, in this tournament we. We had um, eight players and a top four cut. Um, so I was going up against another three and zero. So we both knew that we were going to be in be in the top four cut. Um, uh, it was just you know a question of glory. Uh, and I was going up against the same Luke spies list, which um, I saw uh, on the stream in uh, round one. And the full list, um, well, I it's not the full list, but what I can remember from it is that he had. Uh, Jedi Knight Luke, Ahsoka Tano, uh, Mac, uh, so, you know, three spies, which, <coughs> oh, uh, and Jared, so that's so that's three spies, which, uh, you know, means he can cons disrupt, uh, celeb- um, assassinate on the lamb, which is massive, uh, and he's, you know, can have spy cuts for days. Yeah, that sounds scary. Can play anything <coughs> without it being cancelled, Yes, exactly. Right? It was very, very scary. Um, so, what happened uh, was that we... Uh, we played on uh, Ooze Crew. Was that droids? No, it, it was definitely droids. Um, <clears throat> actually, now that I think of it, I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure that it was droids. Um, so I essentially did the exact same strategy that I do against Spectre Soldiers because it's a completely melee list. So if I, and just like Spectre Soldiers, so I was thinking if I just do like what I always do against Spectre Soldiers, this should be fine. And what that is, is that I basically box up all my rangers in my deployment zone. Uh, they have body blockers in the form of smugglers, which is why triple smugglers is great. Especially, um, I mean, even on these screw droids. They do a lot of work, even if they don't get points. Um, and I had the top side, uh, so also known as the non-defensive side. And um, essentially, I ran hard and forwards, being very aggressive with him. Um, you know, take, t- taking shots <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so round one... Um, not much happened apart from a focused Han um, got line of sight to Jared end of round one, and uh, I opened the door to give him line of sight, and then I played tools and uh, one shot at Jared, which was yeah, that's mm. definitely nice. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, a focused Han with tools. A focused Han with, Han with tools that... should do it unless I really underroll. Yeah. Um, if he had had, I did, I did need to use my reroll unfortunately. So if he had. Um, uh, tough luck in hand at the time. I wouldn't have one shot at him, but he, he didn't, so that did 
result in jarred stuff. Because um, I mean, even if you have burn, even if you have to burn tough luck for that, it's still it's still a scary situation because you you I mean you did play uh, tools for the job, but still it, it's an end of round attack. You if you have it in hand, tough luck, you need to use it or you are out, yes, right? Yes. Because having having Jared leave the game at the before the end of round one or before the start of round two, that's just very massive. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now that he's down one of his spies. So now he can't come to disrupt land yes, or assassinate. you can cancel. Yeah, yeah, you can come, come disrupt the most important cards, right? Precisely. So. Um, uh, however, he wasn't quite ready to just go let that go unanswered. So <clears throat> he ran up with Ahsoka. So um, 3PO had moved down next to Han to, you know, refocus him and stay close to give him the buff. But Ahsoka um, ran like a maniac and um, <clears throat> with a force push managed to pull Han away from 3PO and right next to her and just um, punched Han in the face. Uh, I, I believe that she was focused. Um, not sure. I don't think that she played wild attack or anything, but she did do a significant amount of damage. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly how much. I think you maybe did six damage or something. So you know, you, you know, not an amazing attack, but not definitely not too bad. Um, after that, yeah. I returned fired, and he did not have right back at you. So that was <coughs> so that was nice. I didn't need to take some more damage. Um, <laughs> but there, Ahsoka did dodge. Um, so that was a little bit annoying. But I mean. In all fairness, Han did dodge the um, the Ahsoka attack, and she made me reroll the die. So it was a dodge for a dodge, but I couldn't make her reroll it. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Han shot Ahsoka again and decided to run back uh, towards the deployment zone, and um, and I did not have Lamb in hand, um, which definitely was a scary proposition, uh, just because I knew that Luke could double move and just smack Han and most likely kill him. Uh, because Ahsoka did play four surge at the end of her activation, which uh, gave Han another three damage. So Han was at three damage left, and you know, Jedi Knight Luke is not known for having a good attack, but three damage is very easy for him. Um, yeah, I, I think I think three damage should be should be possible for yeah, Luke. Yeah, exactly. Even against the white die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So essentially, I would need to dodge a die, essentially. Or you need to draw a lamp. <laughs> <That's also laughs> that, would, that would definitely help. Somehow. Um, but yes, so what happened was that eventually um, I carried on focusing up my rangers. Um, Jared Luke did then double move up um, next to Han and then killed him, which was annoying, but it wasn't completely terrible, if you put it that way. Um, from there, my rangers were then able to activate because, again, because of me having nine acts, I could guarantee myself having last activation. Um, so my yeah. rangers could then go and just rain fire on Luke. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much damage I did, but isn't that a bad? Uh, isn't that a bad, bad idea to have your rangers basically uh, barrel down on Luke because he's going to deflect free damage or no, reflect free damage? Um, no, because one, I need to kill him before Son of Skywalker comes out, and two, <coughs> because of because okay, of my yeah, positioning, that's... each ranger was going to take one damage. Um. So, so, so oh, would it be massive? Okay, yeah. He couldn't. He, oh, yeah. It, I mean, if he could reflect onto onto Han, it would probably be a, be a different story, right? Yes, but at the same time, um, Han was going to die in any way, most likely. So, if Han was left at one health, I probably still would have done it because Luke is just such a threat on the board. 
that I I can't I can't really. Okay. I would rather exchange Han for Luke because if I have all my rangers but no Han against Ahsoka and Hera, that's better for me than Luke running yeah, that's up and killing. Yeah, exactly. For you, yeah. Than Luke running up and killing yeah. all my rangers with no answer. <coughs> so, yeah, sure. so I did have some nice cards in hand. Um, I'm not sure how much I did, but I didn't kill him. Um, I did around ten to fourteen damage. So I, I mean, I was close, but with four focused ra- uh, three focused range attacks, a decent amount of damage. Um, then, then obviously Son of Skywalker came out because why wouldn't you have Son of Skywalker? Um, and then he ran up and attacked, he double moved up, attacked a ranger and killed him. Uh, he did do the six damage needed in one, in one attack, which was, I mean, no, I'm not going to get into it. Um, so then end around, we drew some more cards and, uh, it was his initiative and he either negated my take or something like that. I tried to play Call the Vanguard to finish him off, but he comes disrupted the Call the Vanguard. So <laughs> I was just kind of at his mercy. So Luke then activated, obviously. He moved, attacked the ranger, killed him, then moved a little more, attacked the last ranger, and it, I was like, okay, if I lose this ranger, I've basically lost the game. Yeah. But he did five damage, so the, so the ranger survived on one health. Mm. Yeah. Um, finally, Luke is rolling like Luke should. <laughs> um, <coughs> I, I mean, uh, Luke against the Rangers isn't that bad of a deal because he has to pierce three on the dice, on the black dice. So oh, oh, oh yeah, for sure. But, I mean, but uh, blue green yellow is very swingy, and doing six damage in a sure, blue green sure, yellow yeah. search for plus one, one and eight pierce three. I mean, it's definitely not undoable. Uh, Jake Peterson suddenly had no trouble doing that against me at Worlds, um, but it's it's definitely not easy. Um, it, it's, yeah. I, I mean, just imagine Hera doing five damage in an attack. It happens, not often though. Um, yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, from there, I had a choice. I knew that there was no way for Han, to, for not Han, um, Luke to do anything more. And if I shot Luke with, um, you know, one of my figures and failed to kill him, then he would deflect onto the ranger and kill him, and that would be disastrous. So I decided to activate the ranger. And shoot Luke just because the ranger had the highest odds of killing him with his damage potential. Um, and I did not have heightened, so it was you know if he dodges, this this ranger's dead. Um, he did not dodge, and the ranger did manage to kill him. So that was Luke down. But I was still in a <clears throat> you know it, it's an interesting situation. Han's dead, Luke's dead, two smugglers are dead, and Jared uh, not two smugglers, uh, two rangers are dead, and two. Two yeah. rangers, yeah. So it's it's certainly an interesting situation because it wasn't completely certain who had the advantage. But from there, I knew that I had one main way to victory, and that would be to stop his droids from scoring. So I very carefully mm-hmm. made sure that my droids um, were in such a position that he couldn't shoot them. Um, but <coughs> um, his uh, his droid, I could shoot. Um, and here's where we will get into the story of Tim. Now, Tim um, is a certain little black die which Sam used to roll his defenses on on the droid. And I suppose that we should get into what exactly Tim did. Oh. So, um, basically, um, I had... <clears throat> if I was going to have a good chance to win, Hera and... Let's see, who, who was that? Um, Hera and three smugglers... Um, had to kill the droid essentially, and um, <clears throat> and uh, the first attack that the smuggler did 
um, uh, did one damage. But I mean, long story short, in those four attacks, he rolled three three blocks. So that was not great, to say the least. Um, but eventually, with the four shots and with Hera's bonus, I was able to push to push through just um, just enough to do the six damage required to kill him. Um, certainly, was it wasn't easy, but it eventually, um, <clears throat> but eventually, she was. Um, I was able to get through the damage needed. It's all fine. Um, just go. <laughs> so that was massive, you know, six point swing, um, yeah. which certainly helps. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, still there is the situation that, you know, um, we still have so few shooting material left, but he has Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka ha- did have like six damage, six health left or something. Um, and yeah, so it wasn't quite sure where the game was going to turn. <clears throat> but eventually, what it came down to was that I was able to kill two of his droids in the game. Um, which, you know, is a 12-point swing when you put it like that. Two droids is worth 12 points um, in my favor. And I did have a very sneaky way um, or I mean, I mean, not sneaky, but I did have a way to um, to win um, immediately, and that would be by <coughs> killing his Ahsoka. Um, his Ahsoka was, you know, yeah, with, with, she was in my grill. She had. It's not that easy, right? With, with, with a lot of your good figures yeah, down the drain. Exactly. Not, that not easy, only right? that, remember that Ahsoka has right back at you. Yes. And still, be, but didn't didn't she play? No, it she did not play. It. She did not have it. Oh, she didn't. She did not play it against. Yeah, Tom. exactly. Okay, then I'm I I misheard. Yeah. <coughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, so from there, uh, we had um because all of my smugglers are three health, so if any of them shoot um into Ahsoka, they're just gonna die. Hera have three health left, so if he so if she shot um, Ahsoka, she would die, and my range had one health left, so he couldn't shoot Ahsoka. So you know what was I supposed to do? Hera did manage to um, push through some damage. No, no, actually, she didn't because she never actually attacked. She Hera only attacked the droid. Um, but essentially, late game, I was able to kill uh, Mac with my ranger, playing element surprise. And then I decided, okay, well, I'm probably going to lose the fuse, but I might as well start attacking um, Ahsoka because I know I was going to need to kill her to win. Uh, so an R2, who was focused by 3PO, decided to shoot into Ahsoka. And essentially... Between the attacks of all my figs, I needed to do five damage, which you know is not impossible, but not that easy. Um, so he did not spend his block token just because he wanted to save it for right back at you against a figure that he could kill. But then R two, the hero of the century, rolls four damage on his two dice, so Hera adds plus one damage with call the shot. So R two just goes ahead. Do, do, I, do I know? Do we want to know what's happening? <laughs> yeah. So, so then R two just goes and does five damage to Ahsoka. And then oh with God. celebration, that won me the game. <coughs> so an absolutely crazy game. So you, uh, oh, that's. I'm sorry, but having having R two defeat Ahsoka for a game winning uh, attack, that's that's just not something you hear. That I I don't know what's going on. No, there. it's that's yeah, too crazy. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have even thought about attacking with R two. That I wouldn't have even. Think I couldn't manage to five damage, right? I, I mean, mean, five damage was not my goal. Oh, okay. I, I just wanted to do something like, you yeah, know, two damage maybe if I was yeah. lucky, two or three, just so that then I yeah. could waste a smuggler and then Hera could try and kill her. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hey, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. 
No, <laughs> sure, of course not. I mean, <laughs> yes. So that was massive, and um, led That's me crazy, to go four zero during Swiss. So you uh, you made the top Yay! four. Yeah, indeed. Um, <clears throat> so the top four was uh, myself, uh, Sam, who I faced um, in that last game, um, uh, Dan, who I faced in round three, and also Alistair. Uh, we were the top four there. Um, and my top four draw was against Alistair. And um, he, what he was running, let me think. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was some sort of um, scum VP manipulation type list. Uh, I think he had Sabine and Owen oh, no, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> the mission was Tarkin Weapons, which is funny because that was the same map which was used in the finals game um, at the UK Nationals where Alistair and I faced, where he managed to beat me for the title. So, you know, it was a little bit, you know, rematch time. Um, <clears throat> so I still had on ranges, uh, but he had go gone over to Scum. Um, and I, I don't remember too much from this list, um, uh, not from the list, uh, from the game, but I do think that Alistair might have had a spy in there, as in... Um, uh, a Claudite, but but I'm not completely certain about that. Yeah. Um, but essentially what happened um, was that he is a Vader player by heart and one of the best. Um, but a Vader play style in a scum list can lead to some poor consequences. Yeah, none of the scum figures have the durability of Vader. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so he was pretty aggressive <coughs> um, with his figures. Uh, I can't remember exactly how aggressive, but it's, this is essentially what happened. Um he moved up his own art and such to his to his door. Um, I had the exterior side with Treehouse again, and he had the interior side. Um, I had a ranger who was focused um, and and also placed tools for the job to shoot Ona, uh, doing I think it was seven damage, uh, seven or maybe eight, maybe even nine, uh, but but it was something along those lines um, to Ona, which was you know a good start. And then, you know, run back into cover, the other rangers just... Um, uh, ah, no, actually. Um, Ona was body-blocked by, um, by a Jawa. And uh, the, f the first two rangers managed to kill the Jawa, which then led the last ranger to move, who, were, who did not have focus. I, I'm getting this absolutely mixed up. The, again, the game was so uh, long ago. Um, yeah, so one focused ranger and one unfocused ranger killed a Jawa body-blocking Ona, and then the last one played tools to shoot Ona. Uh, so that's what happened. And okay. uh, <coughs> um, from there then, Ona had some damage on him, and Han then moved up. Um, he played fleet-footed to move five to get line of sight to Ona and have an end-around attack. And um, again, I'm not quite sure exactly how much damage Ona took, um, but essentially between, between the first range attack and Han's focus attack, Ona died. So, so that was pretty okay. massive. Ona was two shotted, um, which is great. <laughs> uh, it's really yeah, having Ona out of the way. It's, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's good. And um, uh, I didn't have Lamb in hand at the moment at at that point. Um, then end of round, um, we both got. I think we both got some points from objectives. Um, I drew into Lamb, which made me very happy. Um, and then Han put an end around shot into 3PO because he was his only target end around, who then dodged. Um, I mean, which you know was fine. Um, I got pretty lucky with my rolls. Yeah, you killed Ona. Don't get yeah, greedy, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? And so... uh, I mean, putting it in, into perspective, 
um, a, a tools ranger roll, a focus hard roll, and a normal hard roll, that's definitely going to kill Ona. So it's like I got lucky on my rolls and then 3PO dodged. So essentially in another world or in another time, essentially that end of round shot would have been needed to kill Ona. So essentially it was the exact same outcome regardless of the rolls. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, from there, initiative flipped. Um, and I, um, I did have, uh, again, I did have, uh, what's it called? Uh, on the lamb. So that was great because Han was the only of one of my figures apart from R2 who was exposed. So it will, it's really nice knowing that he, Han is going to survive. Um, Sabine decided then to be really, really aggressive and then move up, throw a grenade to maybe kill. Yeah, because I think Sabine threw a grenade uh, round one um, to do some damage on a smuggler. And then she, she threw one again on Han the smuggler, which killed the smuggler and gave Han, Han some damage. Uh, she then shot Han, who didn't dodge. And, you know, I she did play tools on that attack, which, you know, is a little bit risky. Um, but. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Especially considering the fact that I had played um, planning and black market prices round one, uh, which is oh, so you had a, f- a handful of cards, absolutely so. full of cards. So putting it into perspective, I start with three yeah. cards. Archie gives me another one, so that's four. Plus planning takes me to six. Plus black market prices takes me to eight. Wait, no, no, no. 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 Uh, planning takes you to five, right? And and black market takes you to oh, um, yeah, and I, yeah, six. Um, and then you draw two. For a total of eight at start of round two, I think. If you don't, but you played two, so it's seven. But seven is still the half of your deck in um, your hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, two. I've cycled through that many cards. Even though you um, played already, not cards. how many I have yeah. in hand. Obviously, I have less in my hand, but I, that's how many cards I've cycled through. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, so only sure. five-ish cards left in my deck, <coughs> which is you know amazing. Hard ranges just becomes a beast if you draw those cards around, which which does happen. I mean, statistically, yeah, yeah, it's not that unlikely sure. without two. It, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, it is unlikely, but once you have one, drawing into the next one is, is Draw- reasonable. Yeah, drawing either black uh, black market prices or planning is basically a given with uh, R2. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, at the start, at, at least at the end of round one, right? And from there, it's just, and you play it, and from there, it's pretty easy to get the next one, and so it's it's a very draw-heavy deck, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah? Yeah, exactly. Um and yeah, um, so from there, Han lammed, so, but Sabine was exposed. And from there, you know, Rangers just managed to take her out. And from there, just kind of snowballed. I had lost nothing apart from the smuggler, and he had lost his two biggest hard hitters. So it was, you know, yeah, Hondo and okay, Greedo yeah. versus Han Rangers. <laughs> so that's the way the playstyle. I mean, we can, we can, we can dump on, on Alistair all we want now. He's not yeah, here, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, Alistair. Hey. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, kudos to him. He definitely played it well. Um, yeah, he he's he's a very aggressive player by nature. Um, and yeah, so that was the top four cut going into the finals. Um, so my finals matchup was against Dan once more, uh, the scum player. He had managed to beat Sam in, in his semifinals match. And the fun thing is Dan beat me in the top four in the same regional last year. So... Um, Essentially, it, it was it, it was kind of a, of a rematch for us. I mean, obviously, our Swiss match was a rematch, but it was this was I suppose the ultimate rematch. Um, yeah. And the mission was pick up crates icily. Three smugglers versus no smugglers. You want to guess how that worked out? <laughs> uh, that, that sounds like someone's gonna win. It's not the person without smugglers. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I mean, the smugglers, yeah. I mean, they, they pulled their weight. I think I scored four or five crates that game. Um, which, yep. which is a lot crazy. of points, yeah. Um, so, yeah. again, this game is pretty foggy. If anyone here is interested, then on the Curtain Games Twitch channel, um, <clears throat> basically, um, uh, all of the top table games were streamed. Um, basically, the last four of my games, uh, top um, round three, round four, top four, and finals, um, were my games. So, if anyone wants to, you know, see a play-by-play walkthrough of them, then that is available on that Twitch channel. Um, and yeah, so I had the exterior side, and he had the interior side. Um, <clears throat> round one, all of my three smugglers were holding crates, so that helps. And um, yeah, so let's see. Is, is there something? Is there something? noteworthy about the last game outside that you had uh, a lot of smugglers pick up a lot of crates and <laughs> the rest is just the rest is just pocket yeah, change yeah, right? yeah exactly I mean, um, it, it, they are so they're so small and fast and, and get all this stuff in your or their deployment zone i don't know if you actually did the behind the enemy lines <laughs> trick but um yeah if you if you return four or five crates it's like it's like 15 20 yes. points so it, Exactly. It's. Um, I, I mean, it was definitely. Uh, Not much. Yeah, to do I, there, I mean, right? it was definitely a really good game, and I think that he played it really, really well. Um, <laughs> Ona went up really aggressively early game and attacked a smuggler, who then lammed to drop off a crate and run back um, <laughs> to, to you know just yeah. go and get more crates. Just you know action economy, which meant I have to be I ha- playing. Huh? I mean, usually, usually you don't play lamb on a smuggler, right? But yeah, in this exactly. case, <laughs> in this case, it's actually it's yeah, actually yeah, exactly. Good, I so. mean, on, on this on this mission, I <laughs> almost always play lamb on a smuggler, just because the value that they have is, is just massive. Because yeah. then your opponent's wasting an attack, you're gaining six movement points. Because mm-hmm. I mean, just remember that it's not just four movement points; it's six movement points with the smuggler. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and you're mostly dropping off crates, and then you're running off to get more crates. So it's just amazing. Um. And yeah, so from from there, obviously, I had to be a little more conservative with Han, which I didn't actually do that very well. But he was a little scared of attacking Han just because he was he didn't have that many good cards in hand, and Han was focused, etc. Um, yeah, return fire, return fire does carry its weight then, because if he attacks Han, you can at least get off another attack with return fire. Usually, if he yeah. doesn't die, right? So usually, Han doesn't die with with one attack unless you're playing me and someone attacks with a weak way with all of the cards. Other than that, usually Han doesn't it, it doesn't die with one shot, so you can get at least one one attack out of him, and you're sucking up activations, right? Exactly. So it's, and you still have your rangers, mm. so and most of your cards work with your rangers, so it's not that big of a deal. No, yeah, thing. exactly. I, I I mean, obviously Han is a damage making machine. I mean, he, he he's one. Of, sure. I mean, against Spectre Cell, I think Han does more work than the rangers, just because the rangers stay yeah, back until yeah. they have the cards to be any useful, while Han is the aggressive one. Um, or that's just my place, at least. But I think against Spectre, you, you're probably not gonna play um, on the lamb on the. No, 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 no! Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> because you need it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, some Spectre cell players just know the amount of value Han has, because no Spectre cell attack will one shot Han, which means mm-hmm. if they attack Han, yeah. there's of course there's 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 uh, the chance of the dodge, there's the chance of lamb. So a lot of Spectre cell players I know. There's return exactly fire. return fire, and that's just so much value. Hung him pretty consistently to, let's say, two to four damage, depending on how rolls go, unfocused against Spectre Cell. Unfocused, yeah. I mean, yeah. When it's focused, those numbers go up dramatically. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, Han can even do five against uh, someone like Zevin. He can do six against Sabine, um, which is crazy when you think about it. Um, but yeah, so, so back to the game. Um, again, I can't really remember much of it. I would I would recommend um, people again checking out the the Twitch stream. But <clears throat> I mean, I got the crates I needed. And uh, we did have a discussion after the game that if I hadn't, if it wasn't that mission, you know, it would have been a little more maybe balanced. Um, you know, if it had been Uskru droids, it would have been in his favor because my smugglers wouldn't be as effective. And this mission would have been in my favor because, yeah, smugglers pick up crates. Um, but I, I do think that he played it really, really well. Um, and yeah, just, but unfortunately, it just wasn't enough to the efficiency of all the smugglers. And uh, they managed to give me a win and won me the second regional for the season. That's yeah. very good. So Han Rangers are still good and top dogs, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, I mean, you didn't play any Spectre Cell in this tournament, no. right? Uh, no, not in this one, um, yeah, but in my so. other one. Uh, I, I did. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, we still okay. did have Mason. So, uh, there was Unshakable yeah. Vader. Um, although, unusual versions of Unshakable Vader, let's be clear. Uh, but then there was Sam with his, you know, Amazing spy list, which he's been running to great effect, um, and you know a lot of a lot of scum lists. So, yeah. So you also noted down that um, Spectre Cell is actually a sixty-two percent win rate in regionals, uh, but this is worldwide, right? These are all the regionals that are uh, compiled in the science finance exactly. document. Um, so okay. yeah, Spectre Cell has a sixty-two percent regional win rate and about a seventy percent win rate uh, just since launch uh, or release. Ooh, which you know God. for yeah for it's a competitive crazy. game that's pretty ridiculous um having <clears throat> oh wait is it is it a is it a 62 percent regional finals win rate or is it overall games during the, the uh it's just regional finals really that's even yes. crazier um and wow. it, <clears throat> it's even okay. crazier when you look at the percentage of spectre cell players uh who get into the cut and i mean obviously there's those numbers yeah. can't be completely trusted just because it, sometimes it's you know a really strong player with Spectre Cell who 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 just happens to take Spectre Cell to the tournament and still does well. Um, I mean that's that's into into this number for yeah. sure. But you, you, it's just a sign that uh, even if you're not a top player, you just you just have a very good chance of making the the final table or even winning the yeah, final. I mean table. Spectre Cell's consistency Spectre is. Cell. I'm gonna say, I mean it's been seen in the meta before. It's called four by four. I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't think Spectre yeah, Cell yeah. is the new four by four. I mean, for, but no. it's not that far no. away. Uh, the main difference I would say is that Spectre Cell, you do have to learn how the game works to make the 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 list actually do anything good. It does play itself in a in a in a base on a base level, but once you reach um, more versed opponents, you need to you need to to know what positioning is, how to position. Which figures you need to put with which other figures, uh, and timings, and when to play which cards. It's not as hard as with many other lists, of course not. But you need to have a, a, a better understanding than just like giving someone who never played Imperial Assault, giving him the list, putting him on the table. He can do he he can do stuff with it. It it does play itself for a, for a, for a yes. limited extent. But it's not that he's gonna go to the final table and maybe even win the day. No, the, the damn very thing. true. You can still beat him, and that's not that's not what four by four was. Four by four was, uh, I 
there wasn't anything to do with it. You had only two unit types. Yeah. That's uh, there wasn't do, there wasn't anything to to take yeah. care of. There was there weren't any any complicated interactions or effects even. So it's not as bad as four before from a gameplay perspective. It's it's I, I would say it's even worse than four before from a dominating meta yes. perspective because four before at least had the the counterpart of the what's it called the uh, the saboteurs with uh, with the focus. So you had focused elite saboteurs who could pierce and 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 blasts a lot back in the day, uh, and these actually managed to to get through all of the these uh, blocks from the from the royal guards. But it, so there was quite of a balance there. I mean, it was probably a little bit more four by four than than uh, than uh, saboteurs. But I think uh, Spectre Cell is much more dominating than. Four by four, even especially in the in the light of that, we now have strong strong lists. Like we have on rangers, we have all of the hunter, we have all of the victory manipulation stuff. We have uh, uh, the Vader stuff. We have Thrawn and Palpatine. All of these we didn't have in the core box, right? So we only had two Absolutely. lists. So uh, for two lists, one of them being dominating, and the other one basically being the counterpart, is is much worse for the matter than like right now when you have Spectre Cell. So the achievement of Spectre Cell is actually much greater because it beats all of the other lists, right? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I... Uh, <coughs> yeah. I don't actually know what to do about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, b- Back to you. So uh, this was the, the tournament last weekend? No, oh, uh, yeah, weekend that was two weekends ago. In late... In yeah, mid-January. Exactly. Two weekends ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So and since we are running short of time, I think we are going to. Show, you did attend last uh, week too. No, right? I didn't actually. Um, that was the regional one by. Spectre oh, so you, oh that that oh that that's that's fine then. So we are at the end here, <laughs> but you are attending this week, right? Um, no, uh, I, and... actually, I'm not. Uh, with, with my performing <gasps> no. arts classes, uh, we actually have an agent visiting oh, okay. uh, who might be taking some of us on. Oh, okay. Um, so okay. that does yeah. unfortunately take priority. Um, but but next yeah, sure, week will course. be the UK's last regional, um, and that and that one mm-hmm. I will be going to. Um, so very much. I mean, you won you won one already, so you don't need to. Well, I've won two already. <laughs> you got the trophy. So, uh, yeah, exactly. you won two already. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's right. yeah, I, I mean, you won one this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one 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 this year already. Um, so I mean, again, I've got all the prizes. I've got. I I already have the tickets yeah. for worlds. I uh, got the reserved um, or the rent one buy at nationals. Um, mostly, I'm yep. going to be doing it. I, so, some people have been asking me if I'm going to be running just a casual fun list. Um, I don't think so, just because I will be going to Wells. And um, the, the more competitive yeah, sure. practice I can get with Han Rangers, the better, just because. Do you maybe, do, do, you, do you even think about maybe uh, for, the, for the next regional to take on uh, Spectre Cell to just see how it feels and what kind of mistakes you might want, you might take, or you might do that you can spot in your opponent's um, play? I've considered it. The, pro- the problem is I'm or just is a terrible Spectre Cell player. <laughs> I mean, it, okay. it, it's pretty yeah, funny because I'm one of yeah. the more vocal Spectre complainers, but I ca- cannot do well with it. I mean, t- to be fair, the only variant I've done is, you yep. know, the balance, of, not the balance, uh, Channel the Force variant, which I'd say probably is not as optimal as the other variants. <clears throat> um... Yeah, but still, it's it, I am not a melee player. I am a laid back sniper player. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely an option, and I going leading up to Wells, I might just try it out for a little bit. But so far in my Imperial Assault, I suppose career, you could call it, um, I've learned matchups by playing against them rather than with them to understand them. Just because okay, I, yeah. I, I have a very Makes niche playstyle, um, and playing playing lists at that higher level you you really need to to get a a, a very good feel for the for the list you're playing yes. so if you're uh, every every bit on 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 repetition uh, or on, on games you get in with your lists is actually beneficial to you so i completely understand why you don't want i i just wanted to ask if that's something you consider mm, yeah for sure um i and, and yes i definitely consider this but uh it, it's just not my yeah. ideal almost optimal way to yeah, yeah. to um to play Okay, so um, we did plan to talk about uh, some Tyrants of Lafal cards, but since we are already deep into the 1 hour 30 mark here, at least for the recording, it should be a little bit shorter for the actual released episode, uh, we will shelve that for next time, uh, when we hopefully also have uh, uh, Alistair and Isaac again, so they can not only talk about the next regional, do you know if... Uh, if Alistair is attending the the next regional, you also um, attend. Yeah. Um, and when is the second? <coughs> so let's see. That will be next Saturday. So it's the eighth day. I'm assuming that's the fifteenth. Um, maybe sixteenth. Oh, it's oh, the sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, the sixteenth. Yeah, sixteenth uh, of February. Okay. Um, Alistair yeah. also is going to the one yeah. tomorrow. Um, and he went to the one last. Uh, no, he didn't. Um, but 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 he's going to okay. one tomorrow. Um, so yeah, Alistair will most likely have a lot of battle reporting to do. So he isn't there on the um, 16th? No, no, no. Um, he is, but he's also there tomorrow, whereas I am not. Okay. Oh, he's... Okay. He's okay, uh, yeah. being okay. a little more yeah. active in the in the scene than I am. <laughs> you're also well, very active, I, so yeah, I wouldn't... I, that's I wouldn't why I said not as. I think, I, I think I've gone... To, I think okay. I'm going to three out of the seven regionals, whereas he's going to five out of the seven, or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very good. So, uh, next time... We will have Alistair, uh, hopefully we will have Alistair back on again. And <laughs> not only we will talk about um, the regionals that will be happening between uh, today and uh, next time, but also I hope he can give us a little bit of insight into in the new uh, Legends of the Alliance campaign, the Return to Hoth campaign, and what the new activation stuff uh, the patch notes talked about are. For now, this episode, I think we are at the end of it. Um... So, uh, Pazi, do you have anything uh, you want to lay on our listeners before we head off into our next break? Well, I don't have anything specific. Okay. Do you, uh, there's a no way. I don't. We don't. I don't think we do address humans. Uh, speaking of which, um, that's that's when I'm I'm setting off. So, first of all, uh, Isaac, do you have anything you want to tell our listeners before uh, yes, we head off? Yes, just real quick. Um, uh, so the. Um, <clears throat> the holders of reserved seats for the World Championships this year, uh, we've already been contacted by FFG uh, giving us our seats. That means that they are most likely going to start handing out the the spare seats to the public um, reasonably soon. So if you don't have a ticket yet and you're planning to, and you want to go to Worlds, if Chicago is reasonable for you to get to, I would absolutely recommend that you get on, onto the wait list um, as soon as possible. Uh, Kenny on his podcast brings up several times how you can do this. Um, it's going to be on the Adepticon website. Um, but yeah, so if you, for some, if, if you do want to get to Worlds, 
it is now or never because the clock is ticking for when they're going to head them out. And the waitlist is already, I think, more than 25 people long. So, I mean, I, the, the odds of you getting in are slim, but it, it is now or never. So if you have the capability to get there, I will sign up as soon as possible. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer with how they handled words it's this ridiculous. year. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, we already talked yeah. about it. <laughs> okay, so um, with uh, Isaac and Parsi already say, saying their piece, um, I wanted to harp on my soapbox a bit. Uh, and I was playing... I, I play another game from uh, by FFG. Not by FFG, actually, but by FFI, which is the Lord of the Rings card game on the computer right now. If you're interested in solo or cooperative campaign play with cards on your computer, you owe it to yourself to check it out. It's still in early access, access but it's uh, near complete, I'd say. They recently introduced the co-op mode, the long-awaited co-op mode, and I already tried it. It's very good. They recently adjusted the difficulty, so it's not very easy right now. It's It has actually three difficulty levels that roughly uh, represent what you would expect so it's uh one narrative one adventure and one challenging and the challenging is really really difficult right now so i like it that way and it's it's a very good game it's still in early access so it's still cheap but they will raise the prices i think in coming week i think something like that at least a little bit so you you're looking at paying like maybe 12 or 15 euros or dollars dollars depending on where you are for the, um, for the base game, which includes one campaign and a lot of cards, a lot of player cards. So this is, uh, I think it's five uh, campaign missions plus an extra campaign mission that you get. And so if you're interested in that, check it out. I will also link the, the Discord for the game and the Steam page for the game in the show notes. So you can uh, look a bit there and... The Discord is actually very interesting because the, the developers are very active in the Discord and implement features and ideas from the player base. So if you want to have a hand into uh, shaping the game for the future, you can have it there. So, and that's it for, for myself too. Um, we see us again in about two weeks, this time for real. <laughs> um, and then we talk about more about the Legends of the Alliance app, more about the UK regionals, and we still want to talk about the last remaining stuff or last remaining cards we haven't talked about from the Tyrants of the Fall expansion. And with that, I wish you farewell. May the Force be with you and bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye.